Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. So if I was to ask you, what's your favorite Christmas of your whole life? What was your favorite one? Which one would you pick? Or what about Christmas? Really is so special for you. What would you say that is and why? What makes it so? Is it the love of God? How we're not forgotten that he came and sent a savior? Or is it family? Gathering together as family this time of the year? Or maybe because of this season it seems like more people are, are nicer than they are the rest of the year. I'll tell you one of my favorite Christmases. Actually, it wasn't one that I was at, but I love this story. It's a friend of mine who's a pastor in uh, Fort Pierce on the east coast of Florida, down, down for the south. And it was midnight mass, and he had just come to this moment in the mass, and he was just about to begin the homily. And right about where you're sitting over there, there was a mom holding a two-and-a-half or three-year-old. He knew the family. And that kid was squirming to get out, a little boy, and he got out of, his, out of his mother's arms, and he ran right up to Father Rick. And this little boy was pointing, and he said, Jesus' birthday, Jesus' birthday. He said, yeah, today's Jesus' birthday. And then he ran over here, and this is what he did. This is actually what happened. <laughs> and then my friend, he went over to the chair, and he said, well, I'm done. <laughs> At the seminary, they teach the guys all kinds of courses on preaching. That was the best homily ever said. You know, to be able to say that message in those few words, that's priceless. You know, we all get Christmas cards. So I have a couple here. And here's one. You're not going to be able to see it, so I'm going to have to describe it to you. It's a picture of the stable. This was, actually, this stable was made out of uh, beautiful stones. And Mary's wearing a beautiful dress that doesn't have a wrinkle in it. In fact, this card has gold paint on the trim of everything that people are wearing. The hay looks like it's brand new. Joseph looks like he just had his hair cut at a stylist. This card over here is a star shows real brightly in the top. And these animals here, there's a little lamb and, and a rooster, they look like they just had a bath. This is what you call this, you know, in the songs we sing, in the manger scenes you may have at your house. We call these theological interpretations. The reality was much different. In reality, it wasn't clean. It was probably very dirty. And it's a good thing these cards you can't scratch and sniff because it would not smell nice at all. Wouldn't it be very human? Wouldn't it be very natural for Mary and Joseph to wonder, where's God? They both got promises from angels. Why can't we find anywhere to stay? Doesn't that happen in our own life? We've all been promised that God's going to be with us all of our life. Don't we sometimes think that? It's natural. 
We say this word joy, the joy of Christmas. For many of us, when you say the word joy, we think like this, that the word means cheery, happy-go-lucky. I was talking to Professor Linda Taggart, and she taught at St. Leo's. She also went to Rome and presented papers at prestigious biblical gatherings. And she was telling me, you know, in Hebrew, there are 18 different words for joy. And they're not superficial. Like when Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, when he talked about joy after that experience, he was talking about, thank goodness that lion didn't bite me. Or when his friends were thrown in the furnace because they wouldn't follow the law of the king. And the king says, make that furnace seven times hotter than normal. When they got out and they talked about the joy in their heart, it was because they weren't incinerated. And when Mary and Joseph had their baby, the joy that they felt was that their son was alive in this dirty place. He made it healthy. It's a whole different understanding of joy. See those theological interpretations, these Christmas cards, and the scenes, and the music, and the liturgy? They're true because they remind us that we're part of something much bigger than we even imagined. God was there that night. There was a plan. The angels were protecting them. How much love would it take for you to give up everything, go to the toughest part of the world? How much love would that take to do that for somebody else that you don't even know? Didn't God do so much more than that in becoming one of us? The greatest moment in history was when God became man. So this has implications in our own life. You know, there's nothing ordinary about our life. And I want to tell you a couple of examples of this. A friend of mine, Father Gene, he's a missionary of Africa, and he was, he was born here in the United States, but he went over to Zambia in Africa. He loved the Zambian people. He was there for 10 years, and then his mother and father were getting elderly and, and feeble. He's the only child. Who's going to take care of them? So he came back, and he told me, I want to come until they go to heaven, and then I'm going back to Africa. So one day he's with his dad, and he's having to wash his dad, and his dad is embarrassed. He says, I don't like you to have to do this. He tells his dad, Dad, you're my tabernacle. You're Jesus to me. You're my tabernacle. His dad, after he heard that, he said, I like that. That's kind of (laughs) cool. But you see, he's got the idea. There's nothing ordinary. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson is a Scottish novelist. You, you remember the, uh, some of his titles, Treasure Island, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He was a poet too, and he said, you know what? We're always reaching for, we want to do something bigger because we don't realize how big the things are that we're already called to do. That's exactly what, was, what I'm talking about in that story. Or listen to this one. There's a little girl in Northern Ireland, 10 years old. Her name is Kaylee Rogers, K-A-Y-L-E-E. Look it up. Put in Kaylee Rogers, hallelujah. She's singing a version of Leonard Cohen's hallelujah. That's the Christmas version someone wrote. This little girl has autism, ADHD. Very quiet in class. But wait till you hear her sing. It's unbelievable. It's got over 2 million hits already. Another example, there's nothing ordinary in our lives. 
Christmas reminds us of that. I'd like to close with Robert Louis Stevenson's prayer. He wrote this over 150 years ago. Listen to the words. They're so apropos for today as well. Loving Father, help us remember the birth of Jesus, that we may share in the song of angels, the gladness of shepherds, and the worship of wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clean hearts. May the Christmas morning make us happy to be thy children and the Christmas evening bring us to our beds with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven. For Jesus' sake, amen. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.